0: Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast, where you can relax, recharge, and reconnect. And now, your host, Justin Wink. Today, I'm talking about minimizing the suffering of loss. We'll be talking about getting yourself a brand new strategy. Because a lot of times, what makes... Like, it sucks to lose anything. What makes it even worse if we don't even know if we'll ever or how we'll ever be able to amend what has gone missing. So today, we're going to be talking about that. And this topic comes because over the last uh, few weeks, uh, I had an opportunity to attend like a really cool class um, that, a, that a buddy of mine invited me to where the topic was a lot had to do with with mourning, all through the lens of something called nonviolent communication or NVC. And some of you may know about this, others don't, but uh, a lot of it is really the purposes for like negotiating and, you know, challenging situations like, you know, diplomatic relations, think, you know, Israel and Palestine, like that type of stuff, where there can be a lot of heated discussions. But it also can be very useful in very simple things like, Two people trying to figure out how to best put the dishes away. Really, what it does is it instead of it starting with attacking, which how most of our standard American dialogue way of talking, the sad way, is usually very much like, You did this to me. Just think of a lot of things that you say when, like, maybe you're not happy with somebody. It's like, You made me upset when you said that you weren't going to do what I wanted you to. You made me angry. By not putting away your dishes the way I wanted, like you made me sad by uh, saying that you didn't want to go out with me anymore. So it's all very attacking. And when we're attacked, what do we do? We defend. Like, no, not me. You're the one that doesn't know that the knives go face down. Like, what are you doing, putting them face up? And just like I'm getting stabbed and things like. That. So it immediately sets up for a conflict. Whereas nonviolent communication, it's really, really kind of cool in that it kind of separates what's a fact, then what's my experience of it, what maybe do I need, and is there something the other person can be invited to participate in? So it's it's a formula of like, when I see you putting the knives pointy stick up, uh, I feel attacked because I, I need to know that I am safe in putting my hand into the dishwasher and I'm not going to get stabbed. Would you please put them face down? It gets, it gets easier with a lot of practice, but it's basically just, you know, Hey, we're going to, I'm going to say that when I notice something that I end up having a reaction, a feeling, and all the feelings usually come from uh, a need that we're usually not, not needing anger comes from a need, not meeting met, being met, but so does sadness, which we usually associate with with loss. So sometimes, depending on where we're at in any sort of loss, we might you know go from anger to sadness, maybe some other feelings. And there's a whole variety of feelings. Um, I grew up with only two feelings: uh, things were either fine or they were made me angry. Because that's that's what I learned from my dad. Because those are the feelings that that I saw him have but i've you know been learning there's a whole spectrum i even got like a pillow that has a wheel of possible feelings you know it's like i could be despondent i could be irritated i could be um upset i could be frustrated i could be non-pulsed. I could be scared. I could be anxious. I could be agitated. I could be irritated. There's so many feelings that we can have. Then there's also a lot of needs that a lot of us have. Connecting with someone, feeling loved, feeling seen, feeling respected, understood. Safety, need for touch, need for expression, right? So there's all these kinds of needs and we're architecting our life to get these needs met, whether conscious of it or unconscious. And then an external event often happens and uh, now need is not getting met. For me, recently had a relationship that has uh, transitioned. So many of you common listeners of the show, I don't know if you're a common listener, but frequent listener, maybe you've been with the show for a while or brand new. I got divorced. The divorce actually did not, took a while to get finalized, only finalized uh, about Mm, within less than about two months ago, actually. Yeah, about two months ago. But was, you know, officially separated about a, a year ago. And I ended up getting into a relationship with another woman. Really, really good. Really, really helpful. But, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, she lets me know, hey, maybe let's not be in this type of relationship. Let's maybe try being in a different relationship so that we can kind of focus on ourselves. I want to focus, She's like, I want to focus on me and I want you to focus on you want you to make sure you're out meeting people and not just putting everything into me because I know I have a tendency to put everything into if I'm going out with somebody. And, you know, on one level, it makes a whole lot of sense. But then on there's another part where it's like, ah oh, I feel so hurt. I feel so sad. I feel so much loss. And then it's like, ah oh, and then there's also the loss of the marriage. ah oh. And so it just brings up a lot of feelings that are you know, usually not the most fun. Getting into the relationship part is really, really, usually should be a lot of fun, a lot of enjoyment. Not to mean that there might not be some challenges, some negotiations of learning, what do you like? What do you not like? Oh, how do you put the dishes away? Oh, okay. Well, I guess if I'm at your place, I'll put them away the way you want. If I'm uh, at my place, do it my way. It's my place. So the key is that, yeah, there's going to be some hurt. There's going to be some pain. Yet, How long and how bad does it need to be? Because I believe it's a Buddhist saying, pain is a part of life. The suffering is optional. Looking at this through the lens of nonviolent communication where it's kind of like, okay, there's these events and there's these feelings. And then these are pointing to some needs. I need to feel, you know, really connected to somebody, uh, need to feel love. And I need to feel fun and joy and a lot of things that the way things were, these were helping with a lot of my needs. This is great. But now things are changing and oh, all of a sudden, uncertainty and disappointment. I'm not getting these needs met this way anymore. It's going to be different. And will I get them met again or however? The other part that ends up being really interesting is it's what's the strategy? Because we all have a strategy of how we're making things happen in our life, whether we're conscious of it or not. And in fact, most of us are completely unconscious. As much work as I've done and continue to do, I continue to find new patterns and new stories and new beliefs and new strategies that I was completely unaware of. So it's part of the fun of being alive in a way. That's a strategy, by the way, is to see these discoveries as fun things instead of like, oh, it's a failure. So there's a there's a hint. What has my strategy been with getting you know, as I was mentioning, like you know, the needs for closeness, the needs for being seen, the need for feeling loved, and I, I don't think I'm the only one that's had the strategy. I'm not the one that picked the strategy consciously because when you saw, see the strategy, you're going to be like, "That's a shitty, shitty strategy." Like, fuck that. Who would do that? Well, anyone that's not paying attention and has it tossed to them. And it usually isn't tossed maliciously. It's not like somebody said, like, I'm going to going to fuck this kid up. I'm going to make this person just need like one or two people and they're going to be scared of everyone else in the world. And so then if anything happens to that one person, oh boy, they're going to be so miserable. So either they're going to stay with this person in something that's like just really not fun because they're so afraid it could be worse or they're going to be with this person and things are going to happen and it's probably that person's going to, you know, leave them or people die or just things change and we grow and whatever. And then they're going to be so miserable and nobody goes out of their way to do that. It's usually unconscious, like that's what their parents did. And so when they're raising kids, that's what they pass on. So what is the strategy? The strategy, I kind of already hinted at it. I like to think of it as the way of the coconut, the coconut, It's you know, got this wonderful coconut water inside. It's delicious. It's refreshing. It's great. And then it's some yummy, some yumminess in there. But how do you get into and out of the coconut It's very challenging. It's got that thick, thick shell. It's really hard to get into, Um, you know, and if you really want to expose it, you know, it's, it's very violent. You got to break the whole thing open and then probably a lot of the water gets spilled and it's just a mess. Most of us, we don't want to get too wide open. We're living the coconut way of life. What do we do? Just have like a couple portals in like maybe, you know, one straw, maybe, 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 you know, two straws, but very few, very small ways to get in and out so that that yumminess can be shared. And that also maybe some of that yummy, yummy goodness can be replenished because we really need to both give and receive like that's, you know, we don't just need stuff to come to us, we also start being seen, feeling appreciated, feeling like we're a value, feeling like we're of service. Those are also very, very important parts of being a, a happy, wonderful human being, right? And so, it's it's like okay, only going to be these really small, little holes, abilities to to connect with other humans, and a lot of times it's good enough until all of a sudden the the one person that was allowed had access goes away. Or that one thing, like thing is, this might not be relationships. This can be jobs, right? This can be health. If we become really dependent on, you know, one employer for our income and then poof, that's gone. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, you put everything into this one job and now it's gone. The pain, the sorrow, the heartache, it's awful. Any one aspect of, of health, just, you know, someone's a, a runner and all about running and then all of a sudden sprains an ankle or something like that and can't can't run. Oh my gosh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. So what to do, right? The other thing is that not only does it restrict access to other people, it restricts access to ourselves. We're not able to give and receive to ourselves as much because that barrier to the others is also a barrier to ourselves because we also have to put energy into keeping the barriers out to other people, to other possibilities, to other ways of being, other things that could fulfill our needs. So it's effort in keeping those barriers up, and then it's we're also limited by what nourishment can come in and out. The other strategy is, it's kind of radical, it's kind of wild, is, it's, I like to think of it as being more like a strawberry. So that, that yumminess is more at the surface, very exposed, very easy to get to that for other people and to ourselves. And it requires, you know, vulnerability with others and with ourselves that we see ourselves completely all the way and love that and be responsible for our needs and give as much to ourselves as possible be the one that is giving that that goodness as much as we can but then also recognizing that there's lots of ways to get that as well from other people And other other things like there's a lot of nourishment from nature, and there's lots of ways to earn income other than just a single single paycheck. When we open our eyes, there's lots of ways to use our bodies in healthy ways besides maybe just running. You know, there's ways to dance, right? There's all sorts of ways. But when we're so closed off, we're busy trying to keep up a defense, keep up an appearance, be a certain way. There's less. There's less options. But when we can kind of let that go. And we're actively being the one that's tending to our soft, yummy goodness of our strawberry self, then we're, that, we're, we're accessing to ourselves, but then we're also accessible to other people and they're accessible to us. And we've got to recognize that we're not defending because by way of having this big rigid defense, we're able to cultivate based off of how we cultivate our environment. Part of this is you got to think of like, well, you know, a coconut's got to be that way because it's on top of that big tree where it's got the big tropical storms, and then eventually that coconut's going to drop, and it's got to survive that drop. If you strawberry, cultivate that you're in a, like a beautiful, lush field, good care, good sun, good vibes, things like that. And so that's part of that self-love in being that strawberry is what environment are you in? It doesn't need to be any need to defend. You can just create your own paradise. And then in that paradise, you can have the other people that you can interact with, that you can give to and receive from. And I'm planning to do another podcast episode. We're going to talk about more specifically on how to love yourself and how to really transform into that yummy, delicious strawberry that you're just wanting to be. Because like the coconut way is just, it's harsh. It's challenging. It can be okay at times, but then at times it's definitely not okay. Whereas the strawberry way, this is the way of the great enlightened ones, you know, those that are able to just be themselves anywhere, anytime with anybody and are able to radiate and shine and glow and are able to receive so much. That's where we want to go, right? I mean, that's where I want to go. And if you're listening to this, I feel like that's where you want to go as well. So I've been practicing this, you know, in many ways, but I'm redoubling down on this especially after, you know, this relationship transition and so much, so many changes in my life of going from living in the Sacramento area to now living out in the Bay area, right on the ocean. And it's like, I really don't have as many friends out here that I can easily spend time with. So how is it just spending time with me? It's not always the easiest thing, but maybe the more that I enjoy spending time with myself, the easier it'll be to go and find people to spend time with it I want to spend time with and they'll want to spend time with me because I'll know what I'm all about and what I have to offer. It'd be really easy to go, hey, how you doing? Let's hang out. And if they don't want to hang out, that's okay because I know that I'm great to hang out with, but not everybody needs to hang out with everybody because I'm a strawberry guy. Maybe somebody's still being a coconut. Maybe somebody's having their pineapple time. It's all okay. They're all just fruits in this wonderful, wonderful garden on earth. And it's all about becoming the type of of person that you want to be. And I'm wanting to be a yummy, yummy strawberry person because it's been a pain keeping up this really, really harsh barrier of the coconut. So really curious, how is this landing? What are your thoughts? How would you like to find better ways to basically, you're still going to hurt, In fact, you're going to be aware of things a lot more often, but you're going to have so many more resources available that any one thing happens, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to seem devastating. Because we experience loss constantly, constantly when you think about it. At the very least, every day the sun goes down and sunlight is a very basic human need right? It helps produce vitamin D, which is a very important uh, vitamin to have in our systems. But then also, you know, sun produces food. Just we need sun. But when the sun goes down, usually we don't break down crying, going like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see the sun again. What am I going to do for light? What am I going to do for food? We know, we trust that the sun is going to rise tomorrow and that we know even when the sun is not there, and maybe it's gonna be cloudy tomorrow. We know how to be our own sunshine with turning on lights, candles, flashlights, whatever. We know we're gonna be okay. We take care of ourselves, but also we trust that the sun will rise again. And when there's that, there's there's the pain. Because yeah, sometimes it is knowing that the sun goes down, but it doesn't have to be devastating. So that's what I'm talking about. Reducing the suffering, reducing the duration, reducing the severity. I'm not saying it's not gonna hurt. Someone you care about goes away, whatever way that is. It's not. It's going to hurt when maybe you lose a job. It's going to hurt when you have something adversely happen to your health. We don't have to add extra to it. We can make it so that the pain just is what it is, and we know that it's just part of the process of being alive and that it's going to lead to new opportunity. So thank you so much for listening. It's been great. Pay attention to uh, how to reach out to me. Would love to hear your thoughts about this. So thank you and good day. If you want to contact the show, email me at podcast at JustinWink.com. That's Justin W-E-N-C-K. And find me on social media, Justin Wink PhD, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you want ways so that you can relax, recharge and reconnect, Find the Tuesday 20 every Tuesday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific. It's only 20 minutes, and it's going to get you relaxed, recharged, and reconnected. It's on YouTube, and it's on Facebook. So looking forward to seeing you there.